0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah nehmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa nuhminu bihi wa natwakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu min shururi anfusina wa min sayyat amalina man yahdihi fala mudilla lah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyya lah wa nashadu an ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna seyyidana wa wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم اسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب إشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقبة من لساني يفقه كولي درجات النجاة respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home in the last session of dars e I had explained the physical description of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an we also touched on his family background he is from the tribe of Adi the prominent tribe of Quraysh, the father of Hazrat Umar an, famously known as Khattab. Khattab was again a very powerful man, a great leader of his own tribe Adi, and someone who was well known in the city of Makkah. The mother of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an, The Ulama have two opinions.
1: The first is
0: that she was from the Al-Makhzumi tribe. Al-Makhzumi tribe is the tribe of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. Some of the Ulama have mentioned that the mother of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab was the cousin sister of Abu Jahl. We now look into the private life of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. he was a man of many wives the first wife was Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. she was the sister of Osman bin Maz'un radiallahu ta'ala anha. a great lady Osman bin Maz'un was the 14th companion to embrace Islam from the muhajireen a sahabi who was very very close to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam have mentioned when Usman bin Maz'oon passed away Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam wept profusely so much so that the entire beard was soaked in his tears and Sayyidina Muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa Kissed the body of Osman bin Maz'un So a great Sahabi And she was the sister of Osman bin Maz'un Who was in the nikah of Umar bin al-Khattab The mother of Hazrat Hafsa Radiyallahu and Abdul Rahman and the mother of Abdullah, Abdul Rahman Akbar. And Abdullah and Hazrat Iqafsa. So she is the first wife of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab. The second wife of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab is a lady whose name is Quraiba. Now Quraiba is again a lady from the Qurayshi tribe. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an divorced her later on in life. Reason being is that she remained a mushrika. She did not embrace Islam. Who is Quraiba? Quraiba is the real sister of Umm Salama radiyallahu ta'ala She is the real sister of Umm Qurayba is the sister of Umm Salama and Umm Salama is the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The difference was that Qurayba did not embrace Islam but she was the real sister of Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala. The third wife of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala is a lady whose name was Malika. Now Zainab was a Qurayshi. Koreba was also a Qurayshi. This third lady who he got married to, Malika, she was from the tribe of Khuzar. She was not a Qurayshi. Her title was that she was Umm Kulsum. Who was she? Umm Kulsum. Ulama have mentioned that she was also divorced by Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala an, reason being is that she never embraced Islam. The fourth wife of Hazrat Umar ta'ala an, is a lady whose name is Jamila and Jamila means a lady who is exceptionally beautiful. She was the well-known lady who in the Jahiliyyah was known as Asiyah. Asiya, so you have two names. One is Asiya, which is uh, the wife of Fir'aun. and one is Asiya with an. To keep the name with an Asiya is wrong. Asiya a sinful lady, guneegar. When she embraced Islam, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Changed her name to Jamila Changed her name to Jamila So how many wives are there now? Four wives of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab The fifth wife of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab Is a lady whose name is Umm Hakim Umm Hakim Hakim. Now Jamila she was also the daughter of Hazrat Sabit And she was from the Ansari tribe She was from the Ansari tribe She was a very strong lady A powerful lady The ulama have mentioned that she even fought in the battle of Badr She fought in the battle of Badr So the fifth wife was Umm Hakim Umm Hakim was the widow of Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl Iqrema bin Abi Jahl. Iqrema was the son of Abu Jahl who had embraced Islam and he was made shaheed in the battle of Yarmouk. We covered the battle of Yarmouk. Isn't that so? in the battle of Yarmouk when we were talking about the biography of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. He was made shaheed and Umm Hakim came into the nikah of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. Another wife of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab is a lady whose name was Atika bint Zaid. Atiqah bint Zaid. How many now all together? Six. We're not stopping there. Atika bint Zaid. Atiqah bint Zaid was the cousin sister of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala. She was the widow of Abdullah bin Abi Bakr the son of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, whose name was Abdullah, who was made shaheed in the battle of Taif. When he passed away, now Atika deeply loved Hazrat Abdullah But Subhanallah, when he was made shaheed, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab an proposed to her, and she accepted the proposal, and Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab an got married to this lady, Atika bint Zed. Another lady, the ulama have mentioned, is a lady whose name is Fuqayha. Fuqayha. Fuqayha, some of the ulama have mentioned that she was the slave maid of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala'an. But later on, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala'an made nikah with her. And finally, perhaps from all the wives of Hazrat Umar ibn al Khattab, radiallahu ta'ala, an the most honorable, the most honorable is Hazrat Umm Kulsoom, who Hazrat Umar ibn al Khattab dearly loved. In fact, in dowry, he gave her 40,000 dirhams. 40,000 dirhams. Quite a lot of money, isn't it, 40,000 dirhams. Subhanallah. And a lady well known How the episode goes for the nikah of Umm Kulsum With Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab It is mentioned in the books of Sirah. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, Wanted to marry the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Hazrat Abu Bakr's daughter was also Umm Kulsum Now Umm Kulsum is the youngest daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq In fact, when she was born, the father had passed away. That is why Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq made wasiyah to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, that when the child is born, he said to Hazrat Aisha, that most probably I feel that it is a girl, and make sure that you look after your sister. So Hazrat Aisha was also a sister and a mother figure to Ummi Kulsum, So when Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab proposed to the youngest daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr al-Siddiq Hazrat Umm Kulsum declined the proposal and rejected the offer and said No, I can't make nikah with Amirul Mu'mineen (inaudible) muminin Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab Hazrat Aisha came to her the youngest sister and said to her أَتَرْغَبِينَ عَنْ an Amir al بْنُ Umar khattab You reject a proposal that comes from such a blessed man. Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu ta'ala. Imagine to be in the wedlock, the niqab, Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu ta'ala, and then you say no. What an answer she gives. She said to Hazrat Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala, I say no because of the taqwa that Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab has got. His level of taqwa is too high. He has no connection with this dunya. He has no love for this dunya. I can't live with a man who is so high in his piety in taqwa as Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. I don't find myself to be compatible for Hazreti Umar ibn al-Khattab. That is the only reason. There are many other women and she was very, very young. So Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha hugged her sister Umm Kulsum and said I think what you, the decision you have made is the right decision. Subhanallah. But look how faithful the companions were. She actually said to Amr ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala an that pass this information to Amr ibn al-Khattab Amir al-Mu'minin there was pardade and say to him that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala Anha says That though the daughter of Abu Bakr Siddiq Has said no to you Even better than my sister Even better than my sister The daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Is another lady whose name is Umm Kulsum, And she is the daughter Of Hazrat Ali Subhanallah <laughs> toh bole bhai Aap se paisa le the daughter of Hazrat Ali Ali. Umme Kulsum Ali, the daughter of Hazrat Fatima ta'ala And Hazrat Aisha ta'ala said to Amirul mumineen that by marrying her what will mean is that you will receive the sacred blood bonding of Huzur alayhi salat wa salam. Remember all of them were interconnected, interrelated, they were all Qurayshi people somewhere along the line their forefathers were one they would merge to Huzur alayhi salatu salam. they were all Adnani and Adnani then uh, got to Hazrat Ismail alayhi salatu salam. but this was a very close link to get married to the granddaughter the granddaughter of Huzur alayhi salatu salam. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab was elated subhanallah he fell into sajda. And he lifted up his hands and he said, Allah, accept this from me. And he proposed the hand of Umme Kulsoom. And he had a word with Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an said, It is entirely up to my daughter. And that is why, my respected brothers, when Nikah takes place, the most important character, besides obviously the groom, Another very important character is who? The? The? The wakil. Who? The wakil. The wakil is one proof, evidence, that there is no such thing as forced marriages in Islam. No such thing as forced marriage. Without the wakil, the imam, the maulana can't do anything. Wakil is such an important character. And so clearly, you will find a lot of the scholars even before the nikah, they will say, by wakil, where is the wakil, 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 call the wakil. And when the wakil is there, some of the scholars will look at the face. Does he look mutasharra? Is there nur on his face? Who is the wakil? That is why some of the ulama have said the best wakil is the father, someone who is very, very closely related to the girl. Now, this is again a better option. And some of the scholars have this habit that even before the nikah ceremony would start, the alim would take the wakil on the side and speak to him clearly that you know this lady, how is she related to you? You have to take permission. Who are the witnesses? How long do you know this family? Making sure that there is no force in this nikah. Yes, in Islam there is such thing as an arranged marriage, but arranged means arranged by all the family members. And the final decision is of the two individuals, the groom and the bride. If both of them say yes, the Bibi, Razi, to kya kare? Kazi. Kazi to kuch kar sakta. Subhanallah. So it's a family, it's a collective decision. And the parents are there to give mashwara. The parents are there to give mashwara. And then you have the two witnesses, and even if the two witnesses are not there, you have so many people in the Masajid. So, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab r.a. said to Azad Ali that I wish to marry Umm Kulsum, your daughter. Umm Kulsum ta'ala, anha accepted the proposal and she said, I am prepared to marry Umar ibn al-Khattab Amir al-Mu'minin. Subhanallah Nikah was done and from uh, his own initiative Aziz Umar ibn al-Khattab taala gave 40,000 dirhams as mahr, as dowry to hazrat Umm kulsoom ta'ala. These are the, the wives of Hazrat-i ibn al-Khattab, radiyallahu ta'ala. And insha'Allah, I will want to explain that, how the companions... What is the difference between uh, our nikah today and the nikah of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een? Talaq now and talaq that was given in the time of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, insha'Allah before we before i explain that it's better we go into the aulad of Umar ibn al-khattab how many children Sayyidina Umar ibn al-khattab ta'ala anha had ulama have mentioned that he had nine boys kitne nine boys and four girls a great man subhanallah here is and listen to his sirah nine boys and four girls the first child the name was Zaid. What was the name? Zaid. The second child, his name was what? Zaid. Wrong again, I mean, it's not your day to day. The first child is Zaid, the second child is Zaid. Now, it's not common with parents that they, will, they would want to name, uh, give one, one name to many of their children. You have got some of the mashayikh who loved the name Muhammad. So if they had three boys, all of them were named Muhammad. Or Muhammad, Ahmed, Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. And it was the parents' duty to, uh, to recognize which Muhammad they are referring to. Subhanallah. And Hazrat Umar ta'ala an was unique. His elder brother's name was Zayd, And he loved his elder brother Zaid. And so when Allah blessed him with a child, he said, "Right." My first child Zaid, second child Zaid. <laughs> Subhanallah. you are not doing that. Wife will be angry. What can I say? will be angry. Wife will be How Hazrat Umar Dillahu Taala An would recognize them? It says Zaid akbar ta'al. Zaid akbar, Zaid the elder one. Come, come, come. And then if he is calling the other one, Zaid Azgar. Azgar means. Small, Akbar means, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. Say, Zaid Akbar, come. And Zaid Azbar, come. Subhanallah. And the other children, Asim. Asim. And he loved the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he had the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, two names are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the two names are Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. So after Asim, he got another boy, he named him Abdullah. He got a boy, he named him Abdullah. And then another boy, he named him Ubaidullah. So Abdullah is the older one and Ubaidullah is like Abdullah Azgar. So instead of calling him Abdullah Azgar, he named him Ubaidullah, the little Abdullah. So you had the big Abdullah and the Little Abdullah. So you had the big Zayd and the Little Zayd, subhanAllah. What an ashik he was. Incredible man. The Sayyid, Sayyidina Umar al Khattab was a unique man. A unique man, subhanallah. I call him that person who was a sealant for the shaitan. What was he? The sealant for the shaitan. See how to seal it cracks. Just cracks wall you seal it. And he was a sealant for the... Sh- he knew how the shaitan works. He was a sealant. Today we have opened up the gates for the shaitan. Come and do what you want. Uh, he didn't leave any cracks open. He would seal everything. He would block the road for the shaitan. So how many children? Zaid Akbar, Zaid Azgar, Asim, and Abdullah, big one, and Ubaidullah. Abdullah and Ubaidullah. And he loved the name Rahman also. And then Allah blessed him... With some more children. And then after Ubaidullah, another child he got, he named him Abdul Rahman. After Abdul Rahman, he got another boy, he named him Abdul Rahman. After that, he got another boy, he named him Abdul Rahman. Ketne bachye Three boys by the name of Abdul Rahman. Three. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Great people. Sammu And how would he recognize all the three now is the mother is saying, Abdurrahman, Abdul Rahman? Which Abdul Rahman will come? <coughs> Again the same policy. Abdul Rahman Akbar. Now you had the one in the middle. So Abdul Rahman Awsat is the? In Arabic it means the middle one. Abdurrahman Rahman Come. And they knew. Subhanallah. It became a norm for them, the family, Zainu. So you had Abdul Rahman from Zainab, the, 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 from Hazrat Zainab, the first wife was Abdul Rahman Akbar, the eldest one. And then you had Abdul Rahman Ausat, and then you had Abdul Rahman Azal. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. These were our shuyukh. Some of uh, our akabir, how they would have their pattern of children was incredible. Ahmed, Muhammad, Ahmed, Muhammad, Ahmed, Muhammad, Ahmed, Muhammad. And this was the tertib for generations. And the ulama said that on the day of Qiyamah, if Allah was to ask them that what have you got for me? What did you bring? What did you do in this dunya? And some of the mashayikh said that we will say Allah, we have nothing with us, all we have is this beautiful pattern of your Nabi, the name of your Nabi, Ahmed, Muhammad, Muhammad, Ahmed, Ahmed, Muhammad, Muhammad, Ahmed. Going all the way to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Recently, just yesterday, a sheikh came from Syria. MashaAllah, there was a program in Jamia Masjid and also uh, at LIA. A sheikh, he, has, he is a sayyid and he has all the names of his forefathers until Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everything is recorded and written until Huzur alayhi salatu alayhi Somebody was saying was it 45 generations All the way to Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa All the forefathers, And he is a Sayyid And so how many children have we covered I think there is still one left The last one is Ayaz The last son is Ayaz So he has Zed and he has Abdullah Many Abdullah and he Abdul Rahman As far as the daughters of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab is concerned, he followed the pattern of Rasulullah sallallahu The only difference was Hafsa. Hadrati Hafsa taala an was the first daughter, and after that was Ruqayyah, Fatima, and Zainab. The same pattern. Hazrat salatu was salam also had Ruqayya, Zainab, Fatima, and Umm Kulsum. Umm Kulsum was the wife, so he followed the same pattern. He had Hafsa, Ruqiyah, Fatima and Zainab, the of Rasulullah yes. sallallahu alayhi wa Ajeeb, subhanallah. And Allah blessed him that one from his daughter was the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The very famous Abida, Nakiyah, Taqiyah, Hazrat Hafsa, zawjat Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So these are the wives of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an the awlad and the banat of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. An. There are many lessons that we can learn from the seerah of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. An, respected brothers, there might be uh, a few things lurking in the minds of some of you here. We need to clear that. First of all, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, and though I have mentioned eight to nine wives in front of you, he only kept after embracing Islam, four wives at one time. He did not exceed that limit. In the Sharia of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the believer is bound to the limit of four. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, فَانْكِحُوا مَا طَابَ لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ مَسْنَى وَثُلَاثَ وَرُبَعُ So the limit is only four. So he only had four azwaj. The second thing that is very important to understand Sahabai Kiram ajma'in. When we look at the period of Khulafai Rashidin Many of them did divorce their partners Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab divorced many of his wives As Abu Bakr Siddiq had divorced many of his wives And this was something that was also practiced In the times of Sahabai Kiram ajma'in. But when we look at the era of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, the talaq and nikah both were purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything was lillah for the sake of Allah. It was not for the materialistic gain and loss. Today in our times we see, my respected brothers, nikah has taken place. Small arguments, petty issues arguments takes place and subhanallah, the next thing you know, the husband has given talaq and three talaq and divorce. Everything is out. For little things. Sheikh Zulfiqar sahab was saying to doctors, the lady is a doctor, the husband is a doctor. The lady went to the shower doing ghusl, and the Muslim doctor was on call. He got a beep. He had to go to the hospital and obviously the, the wife was uh, in the ghusl khana What did he do? He had to brush the teeth. He was brushing the teeth in the sink. And so he didn't clean the sink. There was spit and colgate everywhere. The wife came, fully furnished house, a new house. In the evening when Dr. Saab came home, the lady doctor said, What do you think this is? You keep my house dirty. Couldn't you wait for a few minutes? Is this the place where you should do miswak and clean your teeth? And is this how you... Uh, leave everything dirty you spit here and you spit there and the husband got very very angry and in his anger he divorced the wife this is the dunya that we live in subhanallah and in the time of sahabai kiram ajma'een what we have to understand the fundamental difference was sahabai kiram ajma'een knew they followed the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The problem with our society is that our forefathers were Hindus, and now that Allah has given us hidayat, we still have remnants of Hinduism inside us. This culture of Hinduism is still with us, trailing with us, unfortunately. So, if a lady was divorced in our society today, uh, it's like a stigma. And people take her to be inferior, an inferior being. And sometimes the father-in-law and the mother-in-law feel that, okay, she's a widow. We own this lady. And they deprive her from nikah. That you can't marry now. And if the, even if this lady is young and she is divorced, or oh, you can't marry no one. Subhanallah This was not the case in the time of Sahabai Kiram For they... Understood the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they broke that cultural system that was prevalent in the city of Makkah in Arabia at that time. If you were divorced, even if you were young, you could not marry. If you were a widow, you could not marry. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, subhanallah. What a beautiful hadith. Abd sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, Iza If someone proposes to you, and parents here, we need to listen to this. And that if that lady is happy with his religious background and his good morals, his good morals appeal to that Muslim lady, Uzur عليه salatu was salam said, فَزَوِجُهُ Then do nikah with that individual. If he is muttaqi, a pious man who reads his salah, mashallah, in his zahir he's a good man, good morals, good character, فَزَوِجُهُ Then make nikah with him. إِلَّا تَفْعَلُهُ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ If you don't make nikah, you are opening the doors for the shaitan. You are opening the doors of zina. So there was no such thing as single parent ladies in the time of Sahabaya Kiram ajma'in No such thing. And even if a lady was divorced, it was only for that period of idda. It was only for the period of if she was a widow, it was only for the period of Idda. As soon as the period of Idda was completed, there was a line of proposals from Sahabai Kiram. Line of proposals. They did not want to deprive the sisters, the sisters from an opportunity to remarry. That is why you see, MashaAllah, here Hazrat Abdullah was made shaheed, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab came forward. No, no, I will look after this lady and that is why polygamy was widespread at that time and in the case of umme hakim also she was married to Iqrimah and he was made shahid who came forward hazrat umar ibn al-khattab radiallahu ta'ala so whenever the companions knew of a situation that a lady is divorced or a lady is a widow straight away without any hesitation they would propose to that lady and if if she felt that no, this sahabi is not the right man for me and she would say clearly no. And there was no offense. Here we see Ummah Kulsum, the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq saying no. And there was no offense. In fact, that love was there all the time. Subhanallah This should be the Islamic atmosphere my respected brothers and elders. Please don't go with this a negative idea. Be positive. Even the mothers and the sisters that are listening understand and adopt the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Though we may not understand it now, but subhanallah, this is the cure and shifa of a lot of the problems that are out there in the society. Another very important issue is Nikah was so simple. Subhanallah, the Egyptian. Uh, King gave two uh, ladies as servants and maids for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Maria Qibtiyah and the sister of Maria Qibtiyah was Shirin. Shirin. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said to Maria Qibtiyah you have a choice. I am not going to keep you as a slave maid and my Khadima. I will free you, you can do what you want. And she looked at Huzur alayhi salam and said, Ya Rasulullah, do this ahsan on me, a favor on me. Marry me, do nikah with me so that I am your wife. Af sallallahu alayhi wasallam accepted Maria Qibtiyah in the nikah and she is the mother of Hazrat Ibrahim. Look how easy it was to get married in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In that majlis, the sha'ir of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was there whose name was Hassan bin Sabit and so Hassan bin Sabit took this opportunity and said Ya Rasulullah who are you choosing between the two is it Maria Kiptiya or Shirin and Huzur alayhi salatu was salam looked at Hassan bin Sabit and smiled at him and says you know that Maria Qibtiyah I have taken so he said to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, Ya Rasulullah she is from Egypt she comes to Arabia in the city of Makkah who does she know Allow me, let, allow me to make nikah with this lady Shireen and I will look after her the ulama have mentioned that he married Shireen, the sister of Maria Qiptia, ta'ala, anha. Hassan bin Sabit ta'ala, anha, says my only reason was to be connected and to get closer to huzur, salatu. this was the love this is how easy it was Today wala hawla wala quwata illa billah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Inna a'azaman nikahi barakatan aysaruhu ma'una Without a doubt the most blessed nikah is that nikah which incurs the least expenditure Which incurs the least expenditure Nikah ka kharcha kya hai Only two Walima and meher and Huzoor said "Mahar should be minimal. Rasulullah sallallahu had four daughters. And all of them were married in the most simplest manner. In fact, ulama have mentioned when Hazrat Ali got married to Hazrat Fatima radiallahu he did not even have a house to spend the night with the bride. And one companion said that I will allow you, you can borrow my one room, one house that is there. He did not even have a house. Subhanallah. And today thousands of Muslim women can't marry. Thousands. Why? They have no dowry money, sufficient money. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers. We understand the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He married Hazrat ta'ala an whilst in a journey. The consummation of nikah also took place. Rukhsati took place. Huzur salatu what did he offer for Walima? Not even a goat was slaughtered. He said to the companions, all of you come and gather here. A sheet was spread out. Khajur was put in front of the companions Butter and cheese Butter and cheese Wuzur alayhi salatu was salam Said eat This is the walima of Hazrat Safiya Radiyallahu ta'ala Subhanallah And I mentioned in my dars that Sahabai kiram ajma'een would Eat the meat of camel And drink the milk of camel And just recently there was this article That now uh, Harrods and a lot of the other uh, stores want camel's milk to be sold in their stores. Camel milk. And it's more expensive than cow's milk or goat's milk. And it's been proven now that it's a source of uh, great vitamins and all the right nutritions are in, in that milk when you drink camel milk. It's there. And Harrods wants to invest millions of pounds. And there were also a list of other stores. And I have that article with me. SubhanAllah. That is why Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een, they did not suffer cholesterol. They didn't have the problems. They were fit. They followed the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the great beauty of the companions, they did not allow any woman to be free from wedlock divorce would take place or they would become widow and this is the faith from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala companions would be there ready and would say right I will marry you so and so will marry you and in fact if if they could not look after the lady some of them would say right better than me is that sahabi and he is more compatible and suitable for you so make nikah with that sahabi this is the condition today my respected brothers Allah forbid today uh, our Muslim women divorced, and then what happens? They go out with Sikhs and Hindus and non-Muslims, uh, and you know it, my respected brothers. People come and inform me, Marana, this is the masla. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. What is happening? Because we have not followed the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers, to make amal on the sunnah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيد المرسلين اللهم تقبل منا وطب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب اليك نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله العظيم يا الله يا رحمان يا رحيم يا الله بار اس مجلس قبول فرما بولنے کو قبول فرما سننے کو قبول فرما يا الله اس مجلس میں جتنے لوگ بیٹھے الله ان قبول فرما یا قبول فرما جو بیمار الله شفا دے مسورات میں الله شفا aziz aur qadir اللہ sayyid Allah jin ka inteqal ho gaya hai ya Allah unki qabron ko munawwar farma ya Allah jis ki jo pareshani ho ya Allah us pareshani ko door farma ya Allah muttaqeen mein se bana de mukhlishin mein se bana de ya Allah hamari biwiyan ya یا اللہ جتنے مقاتب ہے مساجد ہے یا اللہ تمام کی حفاظت فرما مسلمان جہاں کہیں ہیں پریشان حال یا اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما عراق کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما خلسطین کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما سبحان اللہ و سبحان اللہ لزیم نستغفروک و, و نتوبو علیک سمعنا و اطعانا گفرانا ربنا و علیک المصیر برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین